Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, would you? Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt and smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know, there's all kinds of shit. And shower filled with women. Sit your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of woman's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know? Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing this something the fuck along. Here we go! This is Mick Rock, also known as the voice on Enter Sandman. You're listening to and podcast for all. Welcome back to the podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow, but all of you guys already know that. We do know that, Jeff. I I think people are going to find out that we're changing our name to the Kirk Hammett Solo Album Podcast Experience now. And Portals for All. Portal. Portals. <laughs> right. Cool album cover. I was just going to say that if, if I would have saw that two or three weeks ago, that might have made my top 21 album covers it's perfect colors i'm pretty sure it was shot in hawaii and if you look closely i think that's him swimming on the top of that picture i guess i didn't look at it quite that closely but i do like it it's very modern with what you would see like Mm -hmm. i feel like a modern metal band would put out as an album cover i don't think the ep itself is going is going to be very metal but no I'm sure it's gonna. It's. I have a feeling it's gonna be like this, like blues fusion. He said he needed background music for his "It's Alive" exhibit, and that's where this thing kind of started at. Yeah. So is this like elevator music with some blues jams riff kind of in the background? And our friend Edwin Outwater also helped out helped out with it. It's it's tough to predict what this is gonna be. Well, it's got to be better than. Uh, what was the the Lulu song from last week? Junior Dad. <laughs> Junior Dad. Nineteen yeah. minutes. It's got to be better than that. I was going to say Simple Dad, but I couldn't remember. <laughs> Were you surprised it was not a full length? It's just a four track EP. No, that seems okay. appropriate for the first solo Metallica artist to venture into something. I feel like it would be a little much to go right into a full full record. You know what I mean? Bob but, Rock on it as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be good, and of course you've got all the all the keyboard warriors talking shit like, oh, is James alright with this? 
Are they finally going to let someone in Metallica do what they want to do? Oh, it only took Jason quitting the band for them to realize that they could do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I know. Whatever. That was that was so long ago now. That was 20 years ago. 20 plus years ago. Exactly. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I miss Jason just as much as the next fan. But it's like, at some point, I feel like the fans need to let it go. Refresh my memory. What's the movie James is in as a state trooper in Utah? Oh, it's that Zac Efron movie where yes. Zac Efron plays Ted Bundy. It's it's uh, Wicked Vile or yes. something like that. Yeah. Did you see the meme today with James wearing the cop uniform and Kirk is sitting down and James says, You did what? You did what? <laughs> yep, I saw it. Best one I've seen yet. Probably the best one in the last 48 hours since this old Kirky news is broke. 100%. Four tracks of Kirk. The way he explained it sounded very, what can you say, Kirk Hammett-like with the way he explains kind of... It's the analogies he uses yes. and how he yeah, how he words things. Kind of out there a little bit, kind of in like the space uh, era, but I'm excited to hear it. It's I don't want it to sound like Metallica. I think, I think it's going to be interesting and a 50-50 shot of kind of being a regular rotation record for a bit. I don't think it's going to sound anything like Metallica. No, I, would I, don't actually, wa- I don't want it to. I would actually be surprised if you hear anything that sounds even remotely like it. I feel like he's definitely going to be like trying to venture into something that right. is probably what he jams when he's sitting at his crib in Hawaii. Uh, the last time he did one of these projects, it was the Spawn CD, and that was about as far away from Metallica as you could get. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping that it's not too obscure to the point because, I mean, it's obviously instrumental and, I mean, it could get a little bit obscure, but it's going to be cool. It'll be cool. I have not been listening to too much Metallica this week because I am still in a Queensryche 24-7 <laughs> Jeff Tate experience. Nice, nice. How was that show? I don't believe in love. You Never know, if have never will if he ever comes on the show you have to sing that to him 100% guaranteed there you go or your money back everybody or your money back yeah <laughs> or your minutes back from listening to it <laughs> I am in the biggest Queensryche rabbit hole right now it's ridiculous Jeff exceeded Jeff with a G by the way not a J G off like Jeffrey the giraffe from Toys R Us. G off put on a hell of a show a week ago here in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, one of our listeners, Mr. Buck Posey, made it out to the show, hung out with him a little bit, and G off exceeded our expectations. 31 years of empire and still got it, and then some. Another empire. Pretty much. Next message. Yeah, that's, that's a great album. Next Wish I could have been there for that show. Just, was it uh, all I'm was gonna it, say is just get ready to interview Mr. Tate. <laughs> was it pretty packed, the venue you're at? No, it wasn't. It was awesome. Oh, so it was very intimate. I'm gonna say three hundred total mm-hmm. and very loose, very relaxed. And his band are a bunch of no names that I've even researched and looked up. Yeah. Awesome. They they do great. That's cool. it was That's so cool. well done. Hopefully I can make it out to one of his shows. Oh, dude, highly recommend it. Just get ready to interview him. That's all I'm going to say for for now. For now. And if it happens, I'm going to sing to him. Never thought in a million years I would sing Queensryche to one of my heroes. So if you guys are listening, wink, wink. 
Well, I was rocking out at Queens, right? Did you get your car fixed? I still haven't got it back yet. No, what? I'm still I'm still driving the other one. Even pop that tire. Yeah, who knows when I'll get it back? So what it are you doing? It is a... Are you working or no? Yeah, I'm working. They gave me another car the oh, next day. Okay. Yeah, they came and delivered one to me. All new cars do that. Why is it still running? Oh, all new cars do that. I'll take care of that in a second. <laughs> Whoa, it's I got an airbag. Yeah, it looks like a garbage bag. <laughs> and not even like a hefty bag, like those thin ones you'd buy at the dollar store. You can put like about four pieces of paper in it and then they start to rip. No hate train this week, which was amazing after all the Rob Helford chatter last week. You know, maybe people agreed with us and they just, they don't want to write in to let us know that they agreed. Maybe they're tired to write it into you, Jeff. Not me, but you. I think it's you, man. Could be. We got some Clover mail. Some good mail. Remember Mr. Chris Clark? Yes, I do. Clark wrote in, uh, Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Clark, watch your language. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Chris wrote in again. Hey guys, Shane, the song you are thinking of by Pearl Jam is Indifference. I think you got an off night from them live. I've seen them play live nine times and they are really good. They sound a lot better live than on the albums in my opinion. They mix up the set list each night and if you go back to back shows, you usually would hear less than eight songs from the night before. I think he's just ragging on how much I've said Pearl Jam's not good live. Uh, yeah, so you and Nikki Six could go get a beer together and talk about your oh, disliking right. for Pearl Jam. I th- this is all coming full circle right now. Nikki and See? Eddie had a little spat, as I like to say. That's a tough one, you know, because I like both bands. So it's like, wh- which side do you pick here? Party band or the flannel sweater band? Yeah, if you had your chance, are you going to Crew or are you going to Pearl? I mean, are we talking right now in 2022? I'm going to back that up about 10 or 15 years ago when Vince was still a vocalist. If Vince still sounded good, if this was 10, 15 years ago, yeah, I'd probably pick Crew because they're they're the party, they're the fun time. But if we're talking about like, all right, you're getting a ticket and next week you can either go see Pearl Jam or Motley Crue, I'm picking Pearl Jam because I know they still sound good. I mean, Eddie Vedder is a hell of a vocalist. I will say that. Maybe... I don't want to say boring, but they're not as lively as crew. Crew's got fucking fire and roller coaster drum kits and all this shit. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's visually quite the show. You know, and you definitely like those types of shows. I, you know, and I get it, you know, that big production rock show, obviously Metallica does it. Crew does it. You know, you've got all sorts of bands that are putting on these really great shows. And then you have the band that just stands there in their, in their t-shirts and their flannels. And they just, they just jam. Even flow, drinking Waterloo, sparkling water. <laughs> that all goes. And there you have it, folks. We have another karaoke session from Shane. I've already sang Jeff Tate and Vetter. The, the the night's young. the The possibilities are endless. I think, according to Nikki Six, if you want to sound like Eddie Vetter, you got to have marbles in your mouth. By the way, Chris finished up his email with, it's been a while since I've seen them. Shane, give them another chance. Great show as always. Hope all is well. I'm still working on a quote for Jeff on security. We're waiting, Clark. I mean, Chris. We're we waiting. We're just, can we, Chris Clark, can we just call you Clark? Yeah, no more Chris. We're retiring his first name. Yeah, can we just call him Clark? We need a Clark in our lives. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? 
Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. Dude, did you like my idea? This just came out of the blue last week when I texted you and I said, we need to do an all-nightmare long set list and put together the worst show imaginable. I think we need a fan to come on and join us and help us with that. I definitely agree. I haven't finished my set, but I I started working on it. (laughs) You actually started? I started. I have... Just for shits and giggles? Legitimately, this is way more difficult than the dream no more set list. I threw the idea around at you and then I thought about it for a while and I could only come up with three songs and I haven't sat down, or I should say, I haven't been to work lately at 40,000 feet where I make my list. <laughs> so coming up with that, I might need a couple flights. It's it's difficult because at first, at first take, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to throw in like Ronnie and Purify and all these songs that are not necessarily fan favorites. But then you think about it and you're like, mm-hmm. well, fuck, if Metallica came out and played all those rare ass songs in a set. It'd be amazing. It may not, it'd be fucking amazing. It may not be the songs... So then it it leads you to all right now do you just start picking hits but then that's just a normal that's just a normal show so you're saying that just a normal show is is shitty no we're not saying that so in doing so you really have to think about it but the first few songs I have I think it'll be a combination definitely of the songs that you pick but also where you place them I think that's going to mm. be a big key factor in making this set list because Let's face it, even songs that are not necessarily my favorite, like Sandman and Tab But True, I mean, it's not like any of them are bad. There's just some I like more than others. So no, I don't even see light, you, I don't even put you seeing I don't see you putting Sandman or Sad even in that set. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's 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 interesting. It's definitely taken some thought, so I'll I'll have to work on it a little bit more. But I love the idea, I love the challenge of it, and I think if we get a few listeners involved your all nightmare set list the worst metallica show if it's even possible it might not even be doable it might not be doable and we might find that the worst our worst show might actually be a really cool show but who knows i i like the idea of trying to put together what would be like kind of a quote-unquote mm-hmm. cringe-worthy set where you're just like nope that wasn't it the- you know obviously mine opens with bread fan <laughs> Obviously, mine has guitar notes, and the Bigsby is in there. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole (laughs) show should be played with the Bigsby. That would be my dream set list. Oh, there's more to come. I've already thought of awful, (laughs) terrible, should never be played before instruments, but my set list has not begun yet. I've thought about production and equipment already. See, I'm going to go that route this time with this one instead of doing all the samples like I did for the other one because this one... I mean, it's going to be put together in a way that probably has never been put together by them. So, And I want a guest to join us for our reveal. So if you would like to submit your all-nightmare set list to Jeff and Shane and podcastforall at gmail.com, come on the show and let's have, well, one hell of a nightmare, I'm going to call it. I, I think we should put some kind of time cap on this, and we should have anybody that would like to participate write their set list Email it to him, podcastforall at gmail.com. We'll Shane and I best. will review them. And then <laughs> whatever one we think is the best one, that guest will be the one that comes on the show. But then it ruins the surprise for us as we record an episode. But I do like your idea. It's not about us. It's about the listeners. You know, as Joe Dirt once said, it's not about you. It's about the consumer. Didn't Lars say it's not about what he likes. It's about how I feel. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> is that a quote? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 was it when Rob is trying out? Well, he said he felt pretty comfortable. It's not about what he thinks; it's about how I feel. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. Good old scam quote. Something like that, <laughs> dude. We're going to a, a we are going to a different country tonight that I have never been to. Never even flown over it. Yeah, I've never been there either. I I feel like it would probably be cold. Serbia is where we're going. Is, is, is it cold there? Do you even know where Serbia is? Did you get your globe out? I guess I don't know. I'm not too familiar with that country, to be totally honest. We need, we need some APFA globes for reference material. Serbia. Maybe that's... Fire up the old computer and find out where Serbia is, a.k.a. iPhone. Oh, no. It's definitely Bulgaria, Hungary, Hungary. <laughs> Hungary. Hungary. Gary you gotta Hung. say it just like that. Right next to Romania. Bosnia. I've been to Romania. I've spent a couple nights in Bucharest. Officially the Republic of Serbia. Mm-hmm. Southeast Europe. We're going to Serbia tonight to talk to an artist affiliated with Mr. James Hetfield. It'll be one hell of a story. Yeah, I'm excited for this one and I think he's gonna have some really cool things to say. Well yeah, that's why he's on the show. I mean, everybody has cool things to say, but this guy has some really cool things to say. I'm guessing about a 19-hour flight to Serbia, and let's talk all things 31-32 Carl Guitar. Hey, I've heard of that. Me too. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Peter Milijovic. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are in Serbia right now. Yeah, I'm in Serbia right now. Um... Is that home for you? Yeah, I mean, I was living in Finland until a couple of years ago, and then back, well, maybe five years ago in Korea. Oh, wow. Traveling around, I mean, working, mostly working, obviously. And then the COVID stuff happened, so I came back to Serbia, and now I think I'm going to hit the road again, just to kind of travel around a bit more. Right on. What's the day job got you doing that you're traveling so much? Well, I'm kind of making games, actually. Um, like mobile games, one to take very cool, take you money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like uh, iPhone, Android games that cost a buck a minute, and we just get addicted to them all. Oh yeah, 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 that, those ones with a lot, lot of, lot of money grabbing. Uh, yeah, the cash grabs. Hey, but hey, you have to make your money somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that was that was my point when I started doing art. Right. I mean, it was- exactly. If it don't make money, it don't make sense. Jeff, Peter is probably the guy that takes you, your, and Pizzle's money for Racing Rivals. Oh, back when Racing Rivals was still a thing, but yeah. (laughs) And you know what? The people that made that game cashed in and made a buttload of money. So, hey, you're in the right business, my friend. Exactly. Exactly. That was my thought like back 2011 when I started working in the mobile gaming industry. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's... um... and that that... It's the way to go nowadays. What came first, the video games or the artwork? Well, I mean, I started basically doing art since I was, you know, a kid. Okay. And then, and then, you know, I, I did a lot of things. I worked with Playboy. I worked with <laughs> a lot of. Oh, we got to talk stuff. about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Max. enough, enough yeah, video yeah, game yeah. chatter. Let's talk about Playboy. Let's, let's yeah, well, on to Hugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, Playboy actually opened like an office here uh, in the Balkan region. So you know, Slovenia. Serbia, um, Bulgaria, all the, all the countries in the Balkan region. So they opened like an office. Wow. And uh, yeah, so we started working with them. And it was also like Maxim magazine. I don't know if that, that one is famous, right? That was, yeah. That, that's yeah, that's big in the States. 
I was gonna say that's a pretty big magazine over oh, here. Okay. okay, so still it is. But hey, it was it was it was pretty fun working with those because what we did basically is um, we did you know if you have an expensive set like for a photo shoot and you don't want to make it because they can cost like up to fifty thousand dollars just for a few photos, so we would basically make them in in Photoshop and 3ds you know software so. You don't pay like fifty thousand, but you pay like five thousand instead of fifty. Sure, but you still get that fifty thousand dollar look. Exactly right. So if if the you know creative director had an idea like oh this I want a girl in a space with aliens and stuff like that, you don't make those <laughs> right. We just we just fake those. <laughs> so stuff like that. It was fun actually. I thought you were going to say, I just got done designing Kirk Hammett's solo portals record because the cover was so badass. <laughs> well, that would be nice. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult topic to work with those kind of things. So yeah. When you look back on your life, Peter, what, what came first, the art or the, uh, the mighty Metallica in your life? Oh, I would say Metallica was before art. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I, I've been into Metallica, I don't know, since 1990. Well, since I remember the first thing that I remember about him is basically when I was recording the concert when Fred Mercury died. So that was like okay. 1991, right? 92? Remember correctly, or two, right? Okay. So that period, just when, when the Black Album was released, uh, I kind of ran into that direction. Well, Guns N' Roses as well. Maybe Guns N' Roses was the first first thing that I kind of listened to and then transitioned to, to Metallica. So yeah, that's where I started. But hey, and then I just, I, I was kind of a bit um, trapped there. So I was listening to a couple of bands only and trying to persuade everybody else that everybody needs to listen to these couple of bands like like everybody Hell does. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> just Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses, Metallica. And then, so, and then, and then that was it for years. Like Sounds like my else, childhood, those three bands. Yeah, everything else was shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah easy to get Metallica music in Serbia in the early 90s? Pretty easy to find videos or cassettes or CDs at the time? No, of course not. I mean, okay. you get you get the street sellers, right? The the illegal ones selling, you know, cassettes or or you know, just uh yeah, some some really bad tapes, whatever it is, but you, you know, you you can get yourself around like if you have family that kind of travels or you know, I did a lot of persuading them to bring me stuff that is related to the bands that I liked and, you know, just CDs, later CDs, obviously, right? And gotcha. then there's also like, you know, when I got my first VCR, which was early 90s, right? And then I would record stuff as soon as something happened on TV, right? So, yeah, that's how I recorded, for example, when they were, they were playing at some point later down the road, the, um, well, Symphony in Metallica, for example, right? Mm -hmm. 1999 or something uh and yeah so there's also a lot of guitar magazines you can kind of buy and 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 get and you know i would just take the posters and you know be a, be a nerd about it so <laughs> yeah that makes three of us when was the first time you saw him live oh okay so that, that's that's a biggie because uh it was 2004 uh i think that was the first time they came to serbia if i don't if i remember correctly i'll need to check on that it was when I was finishing my high school. I actually lost a bet. That was an interesting story. I told this story to James actually. So that that was that was that was the funny part. Lost a bet to go see Metallica? Holy shit. Oh no, 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 no. So basically I was, you know, my friend told me, oh, they'll go, they were gonna come to Serbia, right? 
And I never, I, I was like, nah, that's not going to happen ever. I mean, just a small country. Sure. Uh, with a lot of political stuff right involved. And, and, and I lost the bet, basically. Uh, the, but the bet was first day after the concert, I would have to take my hair out. I had like a long hair, <laughs> like a really long hair that I had for years, right? So I had to take it off and then, and then color my hair like to be like a, like a blonde guy. So that, was, <laughs> so that was, that was funny. It was, a, it was a huge transition for me. So when everybody saw me the next morning, they were pretty puzzled what happened to me. They thought I was on drugs. From Metalhead to Dennis Rodman <laughs> yeah, in 24 hours. Yeah, that was a huge transition. But hey, it was, it was, it was a, the best concert like at that time. So yeah. <laughs> I just pulled up the especially in that era too. Mm. I just pulled up the set list, June fifteenth, two thousand four. Yeah, that's the thing. I was the I was in the first row. I remember that I, I was just out of it, right? But I, I had some kind of a medical accident in that concert as well. So oh yeah. boy, oh but yeah, everything hit. And according to the notes, Slipknot was the opener. Oh, was it? I don't Slipknot know. and the Lost Prophets. Oh, maybe that was the plan, but I don't remember those guys showing up. I'll, I'll check with my friend. Maybe it was just a solo show, but it was 2004, you're saying? Mm, yeah, yeah. So that's, okay. that's for sure. And At the, I might butcher this, the Partizan Stadium? Yeah, Partizan Stadium. Yep, exactly. They opened with Blackened. Jeff, they played Frantic and St. Anger. Yep. Surprise, surprise. And they closed with two encores, Four Horse, Seek and Destroy. Yeah, yeah. Solid. But it was it was just it was just huge. I mean, everybody was waiting for them. Like, can you imagine? I mean, for like twenty years or twenty something years, waiting for them to come here. So that was that was insane. And people, that's just wild. It's like you know, you and all your people. You had to wait until Saint Anger to see him for your first time. That place just must have went just nuclear when they came on. Exactly. It was. It was. I mean, I I just remember that everybody lost it. I mean, it was just like, you know, kind of a mind thing that happens that you don't know what's happening around you. And mm -hmm. then and then that was that was uh, it was insane. I, I don't know. I had like a saddle of Max and because I was in the first row, somehow I got the ticket for the first row. They were just giving out these right randomly for whatever fans or people. Right. Nice. And then I kind of remembered that that people were just so like, you know, crazy about it that, that they hit me. And I was stuck on this, uh, how do you call it, uh, on the ledge or whatever it is that kind of, you know, envelops the first row. Oh, the um, barricade? Yeah. And then I had then an accident, you know, between my legs that just, that, you know, let's not go into too much details there. But, you know, I walked up <laughs> with some pain, <laughs> like some weird pain down there. <laughs> but it was all worth it in the end, right? Yeah. I was not aware of doing the concert just after it. So that was, yeah. The damage has been done. All good. <laughs> well, let's fast forward. You see him for the first, you're a fan since the 90s. You see him in 04. And then I would, is it safe to say your life changed a little bit, maybe via a phone call or an email for the real reason we want to talk to you tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So uh, there's a story behind that, right? It's, it was, I mean, okay. So as I said, I was working in mobile gaming industry. My, you know, my uh, high school was art. My, you know, university was art, five-year university, right? Okay. So there's a lot of preparation for that. So my whole life was basically art, drawing, you know, designing. University stuff. in Serbia? Yeah. Um, okay. 
And then at some point when I started working in uh, the gaming industry, I kind of had, wanted to have like a hobby, right? Uh, I played a guitar like, like you know, for years. Uh, but I also I was really a huge fan of Ken Lawrence guitars, right? So I, I kind of, you know, got some magazine when I was younger. Um, and, uh, and I've seen the Ken Lawrence guitar and, uh, well, first time that I saw it alive or in a video basically was the symphony concert, right? The first oh, sure. And then I tracked down like what, what, what guitar that is, right? I just wanted to know. Um, so fast forward the story, uh, I think 2010 or two, 2011, I decided to email Ken. Uh, uh, and to kind of explore, you know, can he build a guitar for me or whatever, but also to uh, give him like, a, well, just a, an idea that maybe we can work together, right? That was that was my thing. Uh, I wanted wow. to design guitars for him and with him and, you know, do the inlays and stuff like that for the guitar. I didn't, I mean, I thought that he will never kind of say yes to that. Uh, so I decided to do some sketches first and, and kind of, you know, send him the sketches and send him an email and everything. Uh, but he responded. So you hit him with, you hit him with the idea and sketches and graphics in the first email? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, this is what, what I want to do. What, you, you know, let's, let's, let's make stuff. Right. And that, that, that's how the whole thing started, I would say. Right. So. Wow. He, yeah. Uh, I, I was I was sure that he was not gonna say yes, but he said yes immediately, and I was like, wow. okay, <laughs> that, was, that was fast. <laughs> you know, you know how was he see these things like? That's when, amazing because when Jeff emails Ken, Ken says, "Yeah, the guitars run about twenty grand, and it's a ten year wait." yeah yeah he he didn't he didn't say yes right away but (laughs) i'm sure your email back you were probably like well i I wasn't expecting that answer (laughs) now what oh that's jeff with a j yeah not not interested (laughs) yeah no no but g's only i think i think like it was (laughs) i kind of said that real g's i even didn't want money so we had a deal that you know i'm just gonna make these drawings and design stuff for the customers and you know because I liked doing it, right? I was just, I didn't want to get money involved into it. I don't know why, but, you know, just to have that pressure off basically, right? Sure. And we were like, okay, but, you know, how, I think he asked me, like, how do you, how do you want to, you know, how do you want to get paid? I was like, well, you can make me guitars. So we decided to kind of do the old thing, right? Where people just exchange the goods that they make, something like that. So yeah, that was, that was our thing, right? Um, so he agreed to, to, make you a Ken Lawrence in exchange for your work? Yeah, to make me like more guitars, like to Wow. Know, so we kind of continue cooperation. That's a hell of a right. deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a good deal, I would say. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was it was pretty um yeah, pretty pretty fun working with, you know, just old over the world with musicians, right? Not just James, but just everybody, right? And there's a lot of interesting guys out there with interesting ideas, I would say. And it's it's kind of yeah it was it's it's a nice challenge I would say right absolutely where's where's the inspiration come from as far as yeah. what you've designed well, okay so there's you know I usually kind of talk to people and maybe just uh, try to get some hints from them right like maybe somebody I mean usually people have this I would say kind of just regular stuff they want flames they want dragon right or whatever <laughs> heavy metal art yeah like skulls right. I mean, that's, sure. that's fun. 
but sometimes I, I get like a lot of interesting people that have these, you know, they want to tell a story kind of a type, right? Like, okay, so I have my life and this is what happened in my life. And I can give you mm -hmm. some directions, just a few maybe important, you know, milestones in my life or, you know, events, whatever it is. And then I'll kind of sit down and sketch out a story of that, right? And that's, that's how I kind of work. For James, it was the similar thing. He sent a um, few kind of recordings, like audio recordings of the band's history uh, of that specific period that he wanted to kind of talk mm -hmm. about. He sent these to you personally, Peter? Uh, well, we go or through, through Ken. Well, we go through Ken and his tech, like guitar tech. Yeah. Okay. Well, two guitar techs, and uh, so yeah, that's how we kind of worked. Uh, and then he will get like, uh, we'll just you know, chat with them, and then they'll chat with us. I mean, just an organizational thing. So to go back before we get into the guitar, so you were doing designs and fretboards for Ken way before this thirty-one, thirty-two Carl guitar oh, yeah, came along. Yeah, way, way, way. Okay. Before. Yeah, yeah. That was like we started. We started on that. I remember what year it was. Two thousand sixteen, maybe, when we started it. I'll need to double check for the first email. But yeah, that that was that was. I think we worked on that for like two years. Well, year and a half for sure, right? Something. Wow. Like that a lot of stuff. yeah his guitars take some time to build that's for sure <laughs> yeah but it's also kind of the 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 well i mean you know just these fourth and backs with with the band right with james sure. and with everybody it just takes time you know sometimes you know he answers in two weeks so i like this for you know to ken or whoever and so, yeah so there's there's a lot of that but it's also just the conceptual thing right uh when his guitar tech brought in the woods for example you know there's also kind of oh okay so this wood is falling apart and you know <laughs> ken had to do a lot of work to actually use this wood i mean you know it's how many different samples do you think they brought in before they found the right one that was like all right this will work we can put this on the body yeah and... i think i saw in an email like you know, 10, 15-ish pieces of, 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 you know, the planks of the woods where kind of Ken then went in and, you know, just used what he can from those. There was also like these nails that were, I think some of the nails were just directly took from the wood, but some of them, you know, Ken put in. So also the nails are original just to make sure. <laughs> they so, they yeah. are original. Yeah, yeah. Wow, very cool. Yeah, so, you know, stuff like that. And it's... it's um. It was a process of, you know, maintaining that wood so it can be used actually on the guitar, right? There's, there's, uh, I guess, kind of a lot of uh, magic stuff there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some serious work. How much back and forth went, how much back and forth, Peter, before you guys had a pretty good idea? Or was it, was it always evolving? Or as soon as he okayed what you did, was it like, okay, it's go time? Okay, so that, 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 was, that was a weird story. So Ken called me in and he said like, oh, okay, I need you to sit down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hey, what's, what's, you know, what's the issue? Because when I sent him that first original email that I mentioned, you know, um, I was like, okay, down the road, I would also like for us to kind of develop more guitar for James, if that's possible, right? I would like to work on that, which he kind of agreed. You know, but it was like, I don't know, like five, six years before, you know, that actually happened. Right. Sure. So he said, like, OK, I need you to sit down. And then he explained what's what's happening, what kind of an idea. You know, <laughs> was he had. like, sit down. I have some pretty big news for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember I was so excited. I, I, I think I got drunk, if I remember correctly. <laughs> because I, yeah, I, I, it was it was day. I, it was like maybe I don't know. I, 
and Jeff, let's get happen. drunk and then we'll get to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's the inspiration that's right there. Awesome. That gets the gets the juices flowing. Yeah, I had some whiskey left leftovers, I think, like Jack Daniels or something like that. And I was like, okay, I, I, I was alone in my apartment. I was like, okay, I need to sit down and relax. I you know, I just yeah, it was too much. It was too too big of a hit at that that moment. So yeah. Just a normal day, Jeff. James Hetfield, hey, you're going to be my artist. Hey, we're going to work on this important history <laughs> yeah. piece. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. I got I this. Got... Yeah, I got yeah, this. Yeah, I got this. And um, yeah, so it, it was kind of the, the initial thing was that he sent these tapes of the band's history. I mean, I was already aware of everything, but hey, I mean, maybe just kind of a bit more detailed, uh, uh, you know, parts. And then it was... Yeah, it was the idea to put it out as a kind of a garage piece, right? Like, just that, I mean, it's so weird because in the the first moment I was thinking like, okay, but how can we represent a garage in this inlay fashion? And and we don't make like a random thing, like against Cowles or Sun. I mean, he said he had like, um, I think James has like a Sun guitar as well, like a Ken Lawrence Sun guitar, where he has like Mm -hmm. a Sun. I think that he designed him the Sun himself. Uh, He drew it himself. Never knew that. Yeah, gotcha. So, I know what guitar you're you're talking about. I just didn't know that he designed it. I think that the sun is originally his drawing, like actual his drawing, and some of these flames he used down the road for different stuff. That's my maybe I'm maybe the memory is not good on this. I'll need to double check with Ken. But I remember when I was talking to Ken a few times that he said that that the sun was his design, like actually his design. Very cool. Yeah. So it was that, and then I took like three days off from work. To kind of you know focus on this i didn't want to kind of come home tired and, and and draw these things so i had three days to sketch out i mean I, they didn't, didn't give any kind of deadlines because obviously you know you work on these things for like two years but i remember i was sketching it and the last well the last couple of hours i was really pleased with something that i thought had more meaning right so i went with that i sent it as a sketch but then you know james said oh this is it we're going to go with this. I was like, that, oh, yeah, but this is not. And refined. it happened fast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's not refined. This is, this is just a sketch. No, no, no. We're going to go with this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of felt they're like, oh, but we, we need more time to, to refine it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he liked it as it is. So yeah. He was eager. He just wanted, he's like, I want my guitar now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, he was not patient or whatever. Peter, I need to, I need to record <laughs> tomorrow. Just send it overnight. and We got this. Yeah, but it, you know, even now I kind of look at the drawing and and just when you guys kind of cold now, right? I was looking at it again just to remind myself a bit more, uh, and I was like, "This is a sketch." Like, but <laughs> like I needed more time, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, because I usually refine these things a lot just because of the inlay sake. I I did some refinement because uh, the initial, the original original sketch was a bit crude for inlay because it's such a you know sensitive material to work with the you know the, the different kind of inlays that were used for material inlays that were used for this specific guitar so you know there has to be some refinement of the small lines and you know whatever it is but you know on my side i think i like these stories that i made uh you know people's lives i think it has a bit more meaning and a bit more depth for uh mm-hmm. you know because that's how i see the ken lawrence guitars and the one that inspired me was the hunt, right? I mean, because when I saw it the first time, I don't know what, how that guitar kind of 
you know, had a this mysterious feeling to it because it's, you know, it looks like an old old relic of some sorts, right? It doesn't look. Like yeah, it looks like it looks like yeah, it looks like some like something that was you know drawn in a cave, yeah. you know, yeah. just so long ago and it looks like it almost should just be hanging on the wall exactly. like it's this artifact exactly and it has that weird feeling of these you know because the ken ken uses these woods that are you know he doesn't use any any you know lockers for guitars or any kind of weird stuff the wood is pretty natural it has the grain when you touch the guitar it has the grain it, it has this natural feeling to it right so the whole piece looks a bit more like a relic right I really enjoy that, yeah. and and uh, and you know, it got me hooked to this guitar. It was almost an obsession for me, right? I was like, as a kid, I was like, Jesus Christ, I want to have this. I don't know why, but right. I need this thing in my life. I've always, I, I've always wanted a Ken Lawrence Explorer too. As as long as I've been playing guitar, I, I've always wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't quite got to the. Uh, You're close, dude. To the level of being able to afford close one. Dude. I've seen a few of them, but yeah. just sell one of your daughters, and you'll have one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Trade him in. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's it was an obsession for me. I mean, I, I I did a lot of guitar work, like just on the sides as well. Like you know, I I also traded guitars. I was so much into that stuff. Like like you know, we're selling them. I was buying them a lot. You know, doing the crazy stuff with the guitars. So yeah, but you know, I just for me the the most important just to get back to your original question was the you know, telling a good story out there. And that kind of gives, in my opinion, a bit more value to the guitar on the personal level. I mean, Ken is, you know, making these guitars and people are waiting these guitars for years, right? So it's kind of, I think it's an important to make it a bit more of a nice, you know, statement or a nice, you know, maybe something you can leave to your kids one day or something like that. But it kind of tells Yeah, it's something that you can, yeah, leave in your family for decades yeah. to come. And, and telling a good story and, you know, I think that's 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 the most fun to work on. When it comes to the story, Peter, and most diehard Metallica fans know about the three-one-three-two design yep. on the on, on the entire fretboard. Was was that mostly you, or was it a collaboration? No, I, I like I said, I, ha I had zero input. So on Jane's side, he was like, "Hey, you guys are an artist. Make something good." That was that was the input. There was no like, oh, you know, let's change this. Uh, for me, I think it was just a natural thing to to tell a story with these symbols, right? I, I use a lot of symbols there. There's, you know, absolutely. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, and it's just yeah. There's yeah. There's a lot of stuff because I don't know. I mean, I, I have a lot of knowledge of history of art of these old artworks that were not just. A painting right there was also a lot of meaning a lot of hidden symbols i like that personally i like these kind of things i mean there's so much when i look at this there's so much going on but when when the story was explained to all of us fans it is it is so simple and straightforward it's just a masterpiece yeah well there was actually like a bump there because uh well in that video or the video where james explains the guitar right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he, well that was that was just funny because he didn't like actually well mention my name or whatever because it was an organizational thing so he was not aware who was doing what <laughs> uh, that was just funny i was just like well of course so, this happened this is Murphy's law right like this when you were watching it were you like i'm ready for my name dude don't forget yeah, about yeah, me yeah, and yeah. insert my name here <laughs> and then there was tears oh <laughs> 
as the video fades to black. Yeah, exactly. Went to black. He was, he was like, he was like Les Claypool. I wept, wept like a little like girl. A little girl. <laughs> they never called. They never called me. I wept, wept, wept like a like a like a little girl. The organization, you know, the 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 tech guys, the you know, whatever. They apologize so much. I mean, it was pretty. It was all fine on my side, but it was just funny. Because I don't know, you know, it was it was telling the story that that I wrote, and there was no my, you know, there was no name there, so I, I thought it was funny and sad. <laughs> <laughs> sad but true, as we faded to black. <laughs> yeah, 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 faded to black. Um, Dude, yeah. it's 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 beautiful. Yeah, I wanted to use these symbols a lot, um, and and there was even more symbols when I started doing the painting afterwards. There was a painting afterwards. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's the way that I do, even with other people, uh, when I made other guitars with a similar approach to storytelling or, you know, I, I wanted to have more symbol approach. Right. So yeah. Is this the painting you're referring to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about that. That's just gorgeous. Yeah, it was, well, it's basically the same thing that happens on the inlay, right? Just, uh, just a huge painting. Um, I wanted to make it just specifically for James as, 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 as a kind of a gift. Uh, and I thought, because when I saw this inlay, when, I, when we were done with it, I, I thought it, it would be nice as a painting as well. So not just the, the, the kind of inlay, but I had, I had a vision of, oh, this would look nice as a painting, right? Um, so, yeah. It's spectacular. How big is that piece, by the way? Mm, I think it was almost two meters in... In two meter, okay. length, I think two meters in length, something there. And this is the original that you gave to him? Yep. Talk us through the time you... When, when did you meet him for the first time? Oh, in Helsinki, in Finland. Uh, that was 2018, I, I believe. So I the guitar's done, the painting's done, and this is your first time meeting him. Yep. Um, so basically, when the whole story kind of went you know public uh, and when he presented that video and talked about the guitar i got a call from uh stefan shirazi which is i don't yeah so i got a call from him yep where we kind of did uh, an interview well you know just you know i walked similar like 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 we're doing now in a way like uh we just talked about the you know design process my history my kind of you know um approach to designing you know specific story um and then afterwards, they came to Helsinki or they were on tour. And then, yeah, I mean, we kind of met there, spent like 40 minutes or something like that. And uh, I almost passed out. I mean, that was so weird. Like, <laughs> like come on. Like, you I'm, know, a, I'm assuming this was not with the regular meet and greet. It was just one on one. Yeah, yeah. There, there was no there was no like meeting. He doesn't do meet and greets anymore. Right. I just didn't know if you're in a group of other people or it was just you. Yeah, that was just me. It was so weird. I got first. I got like a huge tour of you know setting up their gear and they were you know preparing everything. So I kind of played with the guitars and every you know like a kid, sure. Like, like just going there, like oh, can I touch this? Like, I take this guitar out. <laughs> I remember. I mean, it was it was funny because I went with uh, uh, with the tech, with the tech guys, right? I went in. And, you know, they brought me to the stage and, you know, showing me the racks and everything. Right. And then I'm, you know, slowly looking and then I see the guitar in the rack because I never saw it in person. You know. I, oh, I, wow. Sure. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh, my God, there it is. 
and there was also the the Sun Explorer was there, uh, and he's obviously his P guitars and all all the all the rest. So and I went to the Kirk Hammett's as well, um, his guitar rack, and I was like, oh my god, there's so much history here. Here they are, so much here history that we've that we've drooled over as kids in our, our entire life, right? Exactly. I think the I think his uh, Gibson Greeny was there as well, the Peter Green's one. So it was it was so 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 nice seeing these and touching them in person. So I was like I I, ner- I nerded out <laughs> completely nerded out. <laughs> That's gonna be wild to design the Carl guitar and then you just see it sitting there in the road case like wow yeah. it it actually lives right in front of me. I mean just imagine like I don't know this this is a weird story but you know for me and my friends here like all of my friends most of my friends were like metalheads still are right. And when we were kids, we were talking and I was just dreaming like, hey, I, I want to kind of do stuff with James and Metallica, right? And this, this was a, like a war-torn country, right? Like right. completely like, you know, we were bombed, you know, shit happened. I don't know. But, you know, you had like zero like chance to do something in this world, right? That, that's how we felt at least, right? I mean, obviously that was not the reality, but that's how we felt. Sure. And then, you know, this thing happened and I'm just blown away by it because, you know, it's such a, I mean, it was an email that I sent randomly, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, right? And, um, and it I'd happened. say that's a, a one in a million kind of chance. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like winning a lottery or whatever. So, yeah. I'd say to work with Ken is one in a million and to work with James is one in a hundred million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that's, that, that, that was so so weird like i remember after they after they kind of gave me a a rundown of the you know tech stuff and stage and whatnot they put me in a room and they said like hey you know you just relax here sit down you know james will you know come in a couple of minutes or something like that and i'm like sitting there i remember i I couldn't sit at first i was just walking around the room like nervously (laughs) right just pacing yeah and then and then at some point I sit down. I'm like, okay, but I, I cannot just walk around. Like, oh, that, that's not going to help me. So I'm going to sit down. I'm going to relax. You know, I'm going to sit down. And then I sit down and then somebody opens the door and he enters. And I'm like, and then immediately stand up. So, you know, I almost passed out because of that sit down, stand up <laughs> thing, right? I was like, you got a freebie when you stood up. <laughs> Jesus, like, like, <laughs> like, please, Peter, don't, don't pass out now. It's not good time passing out. And then he walked in, and I was. Did he like, have the guitar with him? Uh, no, they brought him after. They brought the guitar after that. Um, Very cool. I mean, he went in alone. We were just two of us. It was so cool, man. That had to be a hell of a chat. Yeah, I was like, he he entered the room and he said like, "Well, hail there, like w- welcome to the family" or something like that along those lines. And I, I was, I almost cried. I was like, "What? What the fuck happened now?" <laughs> What's happening? Is this here? happening one on one? He walked over and said, "I'm a Hetfield now." Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Peter Hetfield, everyone. <laughs> hey, everybody, meet my brother. This is this is James. I call him Jim. Yeah, yeah. Jimbo. <laughs> was, was, Peter Hetfield. Yeah, <laughs> finally a good name at least, right? Like good surname at least. <laughs> That is pretty special, Peter. And then you had that that painting for him as a gift. Yeah, we kind of, I mean, Ken and myself wanted to surprise him with something. Um, so we had a few stages of this guitar process design, right? So it was kind of, okay, so there's the wood, right? Um, 
and the wood is always obviously going to be kind of you know uh, made in a way that it it looks old and you know just to represent you know how old the guitar is old the guitar garage is right and stuff like that. There was the inlay, and then on the back of the guitar there were the coins that I I designed as well. So I kind of drew the coins. So there's like four coins. Uh, uh, they were kind of uh, well, I think they are they're stuck on some. Oh, they're stuck. On, on the same uh, wood that was used on the front of the guitar. Uh, so, yeah, they're kind of, uh, yeah. This is that back magnetic plate to get to the battery? Oh, no, there, it's, it's the one that is on the uh, upper triangle of the Explorer. So the, I don't know, like, I don't know how to, how to explain it, but it's it's kind of, um, if if you know how this Up by where his strap lock is, you know, up at the top uh, there. Okay. Well, it's on the back, right? So... I, yeah, 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 on the right. back, but yeah, I just meant like up in that I area. That's like where the battery would be for the pickups. Uh, oh no, uh, Ken made another another, another one of these on on the upper triangle. So okay. if you have the lower triangle, which is kind of the one where you put a strap on, and then on the back of the of the Explorer, and there's the other triangle, which is which goes you know on your well upper uh, right gotcha. side, right? Gotcha. And then yeah, your right arm where like the. Mm horn comes up if the you will main horn. Yeah. and you did all those coins yep as well awesome and and that that was kind of an interesting uh ken found this guy i don't remember his name uh from uk i think that you know engraves coins and then we wanted to um make well the make make the band as it was back then right with cliff uh but make them in this kind of uh because the, he makes the coins but he makes everything like, like skeletonized i don't know how to call it right he makes these like uh, fun little coins where he, you know, makes, let's say, some of these famous people from coins, but he skeletonizes them, right? Solid. So it was a fun idea to make the band as it was back then, right? As, uh, you know, just, well, basically just the heads, but as skeletons, right? So that was, uh, that was fun, a fun, fun little project as well. So yeah, I mean, a lot of pieces here to, to, to make this guitar happen, I believe. So, yeah. Amazing, dude. And then for all this... Ken sends you your own Ken Lawrence Explorer. Yeah, at some point. I mean, I mean, I, it's not just this. I mean, he was. Uh, we were like, like I told you, he he just makes guitars for me, and then uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I got his first first guitar. But that was that was also one of these wow moments for me. I was like, oh, oh my god! Like I have this guitar in my hand now. This this is insane. And there's also like a hidden something I cannot talk about right now, mm-hmm. but we'll be able to talk. There's something in this guitar that is pretty history-related. Oh, we so. got some juicy news coming behind the scenes, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man, cool. I'm so jealous. I'm je- I, don't, I don't even play guitar, Peter, and I'm jealous. I I got to toot my own horn here. The, the Sunburst Ken Lawrence, I have played backstage for a couple of minutes, and just to put that on and turn the fiber <laughs> optics on, I'm like... My life is complete. I've seen it all. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Exactly. Oh, it's just the history of that guitar, the the years that I've watched that guitar in videos and and live. I'm like, this is this is quite the experience. Not yeah. even close to what you've done. I can't. What's it like watching him play? What was he playing? Moth with that guitar? Uh, he was playing. So after the 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 kind of you know the the meeting, I would call it the meeting, right? After the meeting, uh, well, they brought him to the stage, and uh, I was there with the tech guys, basically just you know recording uh, and just watching the concert, right? 
Nice. Uh, he was playing it. Well, he was playing it with my favorite song, which was Master of Puppets through all the whole tour, right? And Moth into Flame. So those were the two songs that we used for that tour specifically. Um, yeah. What's it, what's it like watching the guitar? You basically. It was insane. It was insane. B- you basically brought into this world and then you watch him play a moth in front of 80,000. That's, that's got, that's gotta be a fucking pinch me moment. Yeah. But you have to understand it was two day concert in Helsinki. So both of these days I was there. Um, and it was, it was, it was insane. I mean, on the first day, uh, he, because he was close to me, uh, when he, when they wanted to play like master of puppets, he kind of pulled the guitar up like and said thank you and i'm like i almost cried i don't know it was a nice gesture in a way during the show wow yeah it was a nice gesture um yeah i mean it was just kind of i don't know i I was i was blown out i mean i think emotionally i was just trained Uh, you know i remember like you know two days after the concert i kind of because i was working in helsinki uh i went to work and I, I felt empty. I was like, okay, I don't have anything else. Like, you know, what now? What should I do now in life? Like, 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 what's what's gonna happen now? I mean, I can't. What's like? It's it's like an Olympic athlete after the Olympics are over. It's like, what 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 do you do? What do you, what do you spend your time? Yeah, getting ready for now at this point. Yeah, like 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 that was that was my thing. I was you know, I was borderline depressed. Does it usually these things happen? Like when you. You know, you see it a lot of times with people like, oh, you're kind of you're going, you're climbing the mountain and then you get to the top and then you're like, well, and that that was my top at least. And and then at what? I mean, there has to be a fall, right? There's <laughs> that, 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 that happened to me, actually. I was like, wow. almost depressed, I would say. Like, I was like, okay, but what now? Like, what should I do that now? That is like, such a high to ride for a few, yeah, like, a few years and then it just, okay, that's over. How can, how can you top that? That, that feeling that there it's not going to be the same ever again. And you know that. So you have to find another way in life. And I think that was also an important milestone for me was understanding that, you know, <laughs> there's no mountain to climb. There's, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there is a mountain to climb, you're going to be, you know, pretty fucked yeah, up in the end. So quite uh, the feeling. it's a more philosophical thing for me in the end. Okay, Jeff, the intro tape to your favorite song and justice for all is playing. James leans down to you and says, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah it, how do you yeah. how do you digest that <laughs> yeah how do you digest that right as he's holding the guitar you designed <laughs> you know i just i look back up at him and i don't know what to say and i just give him a thumbs up <laughs> i'd be speechless i you know because it's like what words do you right. say yeah. right it's it's one of those you know legitimate speechless moments where it's like all right just soak it in enjoy the moment yeah. and yeah but it's 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 also this you know I, I would say when we when we were kind of backstage talking about the guitar and then talking about the drawing and some of his other guitars and you know just or or myself and my kind of history with that it was not it was not like a fan to a you know or, or you know fan fan to a James Hetfield talk it was more like artist talk and I that yeah. I enjoyed a lot uh, I didn't you know it and was he appreciated I mean, that I bet. Much more of a personal connection yeah. than just, hey, you're the dude from Metallica. No, it's like, hey, you're this guy, yeah. and I've I've designed this art for you. You know, it's yeah. it felt more like artist, some human being shit. Here's some rusted nails. I hope you've had your tetanus shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember he said like he then called in the guys and like, hey, bring in the guitar. Like, so they brought it in, and then we were just talking about it. Uh, you know, playing a bit. I was first time that I played a bit with the 
So uh, yeah, it was it was like I said, like artist to artist talk more on on that front, right? Uh, so, so cool, uh, dude. Yeah, it was it was pretty emotional. <laughs> does the does that guitar, Peter, have the fiber optics as well? Yeah, it has the fiber optics. Everything. I'm guessing they all do. Yeah, uh, because this this inlay was really complicated uh, in terms of you know the details and everything. Um, I mean, there's crazy inlays out there. Let's just be dead honest, right? But you know, we wanted to make sure. Well, Ken wanted to make sure that this one is like you know done properly. So he sends these inlays to a you know grandmaster of inlays, like called uh, so Larry Robinson is his name, okay. and he does these really complex inlays, and he does that for a lot of these guitar makers. Like you know, I think he did some work. I don't know, but you know these like PRSs and crazy. I was gonna say Paul Reed Smith doing like the Dragon guitars and stuff like that. Yeah, he's 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 the grandfather of all this. If you ask me, he's one of the best guys out there. Um, so I think he's handing over to him as well to make sure that everything is done correctly. Um, and you know, so we use a lot of colors on on guitar inlays as well. So you know, everything is colored up. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to see that in images. Uh, it, it looks like it's black and white, but it's actually a lot of colors there. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, um, it was an interesting project, but you know, the, the whole story was also something that James was not aware, like who did what, because just of these organizational stuff. So that's why he asked me and, sure. you know, kind of, well, apologize for <laughs> weird thing that happened, but it's, it's fine in the end. I didn't care about that. I was just like, Hey, you know, oh, it's so me, cool. It was, yeah, for me, it was more glad, like, oh, we made something really interesting. and uh, You made history. Yeah, and there's, like, these symbols and small stuff. And, you know, for me, I remember it was really hard to incorporate the guitar and then some, like, the, the garage into the guitar. Like, you know, and then I I don't know how. It was just, it just struck me, like, oh, there's three of them. And then, you know, I saw some, like, oh, yeah, but, like, if I can point out, like, these numbers... Maybe that can be fun and, and just point out to the address of the garage. Uh, and Incredible. Yeah. So, so it kind of has this, you know, mystical, medieval, you know, like, uh, I don't know how to call it, but, you know, there's these pieces in, in history where you have a lot of symbols happening on the painting or a drawing, right? It's like Illuminati, Illuminati shit, right? I don't know, but it's something <laughs> like that, you know, it's, you know, you have to go deeper to understand the image, right? The image is not. Man, I wish my mind was creative like that and just saw things like that. Cause that is just, so that's cool. truly amazing. You know, how you come up with that and the imagery is just I'd, absolutely insane. I like the fact how James let you be an artist and do you and really wasn't like, I need this, 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 and that. And he saw it and he's like, that's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's no, what we're going with. There was, that's not what's amazing. One, there was not even one correction. The only the only wow. thing that I wanted to do personally was to, like I say, refine the drawing, right? So it, it's it's doable in inlay. And, you know, I mean, it's not just the inlay, but also the readability of it. So, you know, when you're kind of looking at it, so it's clear, uh, you know, what's what on that. So, you know, the initial sketch was a bit more crude, I would say, than what was presented in, in, in on the guitar. Um, but I wanted to design it a bit more, like looking back at it. I wish I had a couple of days more. But that's that's how it is. It was it was. That yeah, was, was meant gone. to be, though. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> meant to be. It was a home run, man. Yeah, I told him that actually in person. We were talking about it, and and he said, "No, no, no, that's it. You don't touch that anymore. It's it's done." I'm like, "Okay." 
He's like, Peter, stop. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just one of those things that is just left perfectly imperfect, but it's still, you know, absolutely perfect at the same time. You know what I mean? It's it's, obviously James saw something in it where he was like, yep, that's it. That's what I want. And game over. (laughs) Yep. Leave it be. but, But it has a bit more, even more depth than just the numbers because there's symbols. I don't know if you guys, I mean, some, some people are more like, you know, interested in these topics. So they go into more details. But, you know, everything is a symbol there, right? Like like yep. every part of the drawing is a symbol. And I made like a, like a huge sheet of paper where I wrote everything that I see as a symbol there, right? Like in terms of, you know, them coming, you know, and meeting Cliff, right? And then, you know, because I think one of his, uh, one of his ideas was for them to come in if they want to play with him because right. that, was, that was the initial thing, right? That's what was so special. Yeah. And then, you know, everything, like I said, I tried to put down as a symbol, you know, three of them coming from, you know, the, well, from the left side of the guitar, right? Three of them coming in, carrying some ideas for the right lightning they already had. Some, I think, ideas. That's something at least I got in the audio tapes that was sent to me. Uh, so they had some ideas like of, of right lightning songs. So they brought in that with them. Um, and then, you know, there's the bridge in the background because they were coming to San Francisco, right? And love then, it. Yeah, and then there's Cliff Azorian presented. So that's that's kind of an important topic for me and 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 how to present him. But you know, I I kind of heard some sometime on that radio that I think he wanted Orion to be played as his funeral. It was a joke or something like that, and they played it. Right, right. I think during the, the, the funeral, so parts of Orion of, were played during the service. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I mean, it, it's it's just like I said, it's it's full of symbols, right? Like after they met him, I kind of you know thought like, okay, but what's what was the next milestone for the band? Like a huge milestone, I would say that was the Master of Puppets thing, right? So there's there's uh you know two symbols there. There's the sun in the background, which kind of represents the new beginning, right? Always the sun, and then like three graves. They also have these. Uh, graves in front of one of the houses one of the friends houses they would put cans on and shoot them with guns cliff liked to do that as well yeah yeah i remember that um, and there's a good story behind that because i accidentally did that <laughs> so when i met james um uh, and i presented the painting and he said like oh where did you get this from like where did you get these graves because the graves are in front of a mountain right and then he said like well uh 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 I think Rob called him from Machine Head, right? Rob Flynn. Okay. When he saw the guitar, he called him in and said, "Like, hey, this reminds me of the graves and stuff like that 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 were in the um, in the background where these guys would meet up in front of the friend's house that had these graves, like old graves, and they would put cans on them and shoot them. That was a fun thing they did. <laughs> I don't know why, but what are the odds though that it's like that? Yeah, and he was like, "Did you know about this?" I'm like, "No, like, how could I know about this?" I just Jesus. placed it like randomly there, right? Sure. Um, but it was for me also like like was a weird part when he mentioned him like the, them talking about the inlay. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so weird!" Like he's talking with Rob Flynn. What was it, Rob Flynn? Right? That's the machine machine machine, machine head. Yes. Machine yep. head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was talking with him about this. That was that was so mind-blowing for me but yeah anyway and there's like like i said like three graves and uh presented in the image as well and uh yeah and then you have unfortunately something that you know everybody 
is sad about and um, Cliff's passing out and you know so that that was also passing also out well, <laughs> well I don't know how to say it it's, it's not to say it like he died but you know passed away know. died passed away. Yeah. I like passed out better that that sounds cooler mm. not but to yeah. sound cool but yeah that was it was a good laughing moment <laughs> yeah Jeff are you gonna pass out yeah you're gonna pass yeah. out that sounded bad <laughs> But yeah, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like from alcohol or something. But hey, and so that that happened. Yeah, and we're recording this on February tenth, Cliff Burton Day. How about that? Oh yeah, it's Cliffy Day right now. You got her. Too many, yeah. too many symbols now. It's it's right. So, it's, <laughs> it's all it's aligning, getting, Peter. It's getting weird. <laughs> For me personally, job well done. It's it's become one of my favorite Hetfield guitars over the 40-year career. And, dude, the story behind it, your artwork, your talent, Peter, well done, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Definitely two thumbs up because that guitar is something else. I mean, all of Ken's guitars are obviously pieces of art, but that one, that one might take the cake for, I think, the most special guitar he's ever built. Let's see. I made another one. I made another sketch that I sent to Ken. Maybe that one will come to life at some point. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to top that, bud. That's pretty cool, man. Well, when I finally get my guitar built, you know, 10 years from now, I'll be calling you to design that inlay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I would love it. For the low, low price of one daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Peter, we're going to go back a few seasons on in Podcast for All. We understand that you've made a Dream No More set list. This is going back uh, quite a ways in our history. Okay. What, what do you got to share with us as a, as a authorized James Hetfield creative artist slash Ken Lawrence assistant? This has got to be one <laughs> badass set list. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I like the weird stuff. I mean, I Good. like the usual stuff. Uh, I'll start off with Master of Puppets. It's definitely my kind of favorite song. Okay. I think that's part of me as a player as well, just on the kind of guitar nerd. Are these going in order of how you'd like to hear them in a show, or you're just randomly throwing out songs? I would not go like that, just because okay. I don't... Master of Puppets is something that I would put out as a, as a historical piece that influenced me on a guitar level and also, you know, many different levels. Um, so that would be the... First and only song, as I would call it, right? There you go. Right there, I'd put like Harvester of Sorrow. Nice. And then after that, I mean, for me, Outlaw Torn is one of the also important songs. Now we're talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have some some weird stuff there, like Hero of the Day, for example. That ain't weird. That's solid. I mean, I I don't know, because like they, they don't play that song much. I don't know why, but for me, it's 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 you know really important song. I don't know why. Maybe because when I listened for the first time as a kid, it's I, been years. You know, yeah, it's it's stuck. It's stuck there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I would go with well, first time forgiven for sure, just to have some ballads in. Uh, well, ballad, well, rock ballad, whatever. Uh, typical um, track four, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Track four, yeah. Um, then for me, let's say I would go uh, with Blackkin as well. I yes. kind of, you know, yeah, for me, the openings we did were, were awesome. My dude. Because, yeah, in, in Belgrade. Uh, after that, I would like to have uh, Orion as well, just to have some of these, you know, uh, instrumental pieces. Uh, no Leaf Clover. All right. Uh, is that it? No? No, I love it. 
You've only you've only said eight. I need we need eight. another okay. six or seven, more. right, Jeff? I need two more. Then I would go with until it sleeps for sure. Now we're really talking. Mm. Uh, you, you've, you've already passed Jeff's test, I think. <laughs> and hey, I, li- I like it. I like it. All these songs, they'll do. <laughs> Something tells me Jeff digging Outlaw, Hero, Blackened, Sleeps. Yep. See, right up my alley. Now Jeff can yeah, say, I'm- my dude. Yeah, yeah, my dude. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm, you know, you know, we can destroy. Of course, all these songs are are awesome and everything is fine. But you know, after Metallic, I went to a bit more. You know, I went to more in depth in metal. So I'm into, you know, Dream Theater, and then Black Metal. Hey, there we go. Dream you Theater know, is one of my like, favorites. Yeah, and I'm like in Black Metal, like you know, Nordic Black Metal stuff like that. And I'm still into that stuff. So yeah, I think Master of Puppets, for example, was something that influenced all of these bands a lot sure and, and you can hear that obviously in their songs so for me yeah know, it's it's got heavy thrashy riffs but it's still melodic at the same time especially with like a lot of like that that black metal you know it's very fast but it's very melodic you know very aggressive but still has a lot of melody to it yeah it's it's also something that had this construction of a 10 minute song right like that's that's something as an important for example band like dream theater they Mm-hmm. have these long songs and I, I remember Petrucci was talking about it a lot about the, you know how much that influenced them as well so yeah I think that's a important song in history of metal music or album as well so. absolutely one song Peter James pulls you up on stage hands you the Carl Explorer you have one song to play what would it be ooh maybe Harvester of Sorrow Solid, yeah. Good choice. I don't know why. It's just it's there's that's, so much weird aggression there. That's I, just I, because I, halfway through the song you want to go. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I like 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 you know that concert in in Russia, in front of a million people, and you know that was also 1992 or three. I don't remember. So I think when they play that song there, I have I had a videotape back then with, with that specific song, right? And there was a long pause, you know, before he spits or <laughs> sure. And that pause kind of hit me always. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's a, such a powerful moment. I don't know why, but it just works. It, it's, it, you know, it's there. It should be there. Yeah, who would have thought a silent moment and then spitting would be yeah. number one powerful and number two, it's become kind of iconic with Metallica. It, it, it was, <laughs> right? I mean, he stopped spitting, I think, at some point. Yeah, I think he did. He, he stopped spitting and, it, and yeah, but <laughs> that was that was after years of spitting. So, oh, good. Yeah, his mouth dried up a little bit. Yeah, his mouth dried up a little bit. He also stopped saying bad words, I think, on stage at some point as well. Yeah, he definitely does not swear very much on I, stage. I anymore. miss that though. Yeah, it's, a, it's after a, he came back from treatment. I miss the I miss era, the swearing banter. To be honest, swearing banter. Yeah, we need more. Yeah, it was powerful. I I, I do I do miss it, but I can understand as he's getting older, he doesn't want to be you know a 50 some year old guy who talks like a, you know, 20 year old, you know, he, you know, James is, James is getting a little, he's getting a little older. He's maturing a little bit, but he's I want gotta, him to be 60 going, but you had some hot beers out in the car, huh? 
Yeah, there you go. Now you're talking. But, you know, he's got a sophisticated instrument, you know, made out of a garage. He can't be swearing now. <laughs> yeah. I figure there's uh, some sleeping neighbors around here. I feel like fucking waking their ass up. How about you? Hey, let's annoy some neighbors, all right? Oh, yeah! Oh, man, we got to wake their ass out of bed. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it was just it was just funny because I've seen some bands like, like that are you know, in their age group, right? And still some of them do the swearing thingy. But it looks weird. It, that's what I'm saying. It looks weird. It's true, like, true. To, to a certain extent, it's like you kind of want them to act their age. I mean, let's face it. James has got faith tattooed on him. He doesn't need to be saying, doing something the fuck along. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like, but some, some, some guys, some guys from, from the industry, they just pull it off. Like, I know Opeth. You know Opeth, right? Yeah. A bit more like progressive dead black whatever metal it is and you know their singer like he usually talks a lot between the songs just you know kind of doing the jokes or stand-up comedy of whatever it is black metal in comedy yeah, black metal stand-up right <laughs> Who funny, but he swears right and and he kind of pulls it out i don't know how but he, because I mean, i'm not saying swearing is bad and I'm, i think james should definitely throw in a little bit more because i mean it's still a yeah. metal concert but I mean, I, I guess I just I see why he probably doesn't do it as much as he used to. Yeah, it's understandable. But Singing yeah. along, fucking <laughs> along, doing the something, the fuck along. Here we go, Serbia. Yeah. 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 All right. I Jeff, I asked him what song he would play if Carl was handed to him. Now I want to know, Peter, what's your song that should not be all the way from Serbia that you cannot stand and wish you never heard? Uh Taking it the other, yeah, taking it the other way around. It's okay. James is going to hear this, so just be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell him which song you wish he never wrote. <laughs> song I wish he never wrote. The song I that should not be that car that that Carl should never even never, come never close to. Played on. Yeah. No, it'd just be uh, atrocious. We didn't tell him our stipulations, but let's just see what he picks we'll before what he we say anything. It's yeah. going to be good. Let me check. I don't know. Like I don't like the Dead Horseman. Like the Dead Horseman. Right, the Four Horsemen. Yeah, that one. I liked how he nicknamed that. Yeah, and it, I, I mean, I, I mean, why. we did. <laughs> in all fairness, hey, we said a song that James wrote. Dave Mustaine wrote that song. Let's be real. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, well, I mean, it originally was the Mechanics. Pretty much, James did. just rewrote the lyrics. That's, that's a Mustang uh, riff, Peter. Oh, uh, I never liked that song, wow. and I never liked Megadeth. Just to be that honest, I. I was not into that. Like, oh, I mean, Dave is such a great singer. How how could you? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I just I'm cannot just... go there. Like, I don't know. I love why. Megadeth, but Dave is a terrible singer. What do you think I'm broke? Huh? If there's a new way, well, I'll be the first in line. But it better work this time. <laughs> okay, I, then I have to pick another one that James wrote. Um, oh, no, you can pick the Four Horsemen <laughs> if you want. I was just messing with you. I was just messing with you. That's totally acceptable. I have to ask, though, I don't think I've ever heard anyone not like the Four Horse. That's one of the best songs on Kill em All, in my opinion. So what is it about that song that you're not digging? I don't know. I, for me, it's not mem- memorable in a way that... Okay. That resonates with me maybe just like you know that there's this weird part but this is just i i, I again me that i kind of pick out from songs right Skinner bridge i pick out from songs and then 
I remember them in, in a way, right? It, it can be 20 minute song, right? I have Dream Theater songs that are 20 something minutes. And I oh yeah, and you can memorize part. every single part of it. Yeah, I, I know every part of it. And this song, mm-hmm. it, it, for some reason, doesn't resonate. Wow. I don't know why. It's kind of like Shane and Judas Kiss. Terrible. Just all a bunch of kerfunkled g- g- gobbledygook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The riff tape. I don't know why. It, it's, it's not 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 catchy. I don't know. I don't know what it it's is. It's like how I feel about Enter Sandman. I get it. Yeah. Some That's why he calls like, it the Dead Horseman. Yeah. I <laughs> that, that song. That song. <laughs> How do I say Dead Horseman? That's that's so weird. Did and I, I like we didn't we didn't even give him the no Saint Anger, no Enter Sandman stipulation, no Lulu stipulation, and he goes right to kill them all. Good man, I like this. This section's getting good. This is amazing. Like like people don't like let's say Send Anger a lot. I mean, I hear that a lot, right? From from, but I like it more than let's say Death Magnetic as an album. For some, yeah, me me too. I don't know why, but I just like it more, right? My Jeff, friend, for example, you have found a friend forever. Hey, we've had a few friends now that have been saying your fans on this podcast. All your friends are overseas. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I like I like I'm being international. Too. We got to go to Serbia. We got to go. You come to Europe, yeah. Yeah. Do it. you guys have any market for a Metallica tribute band over there? We'll be next flight oh, over. Oh, of course. We're on I the mean, way. those bands are like. There's a lot of them that are pretty good here. Hey, we've well. been to Europe before. Yeah, I'm ready I mean, to go back. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really fun. Like, I think I also met some guys that earn like pretty good money, like doing these cover stuff, for example, and mm-hmm. especially yeah. in Europe, not in Serbia too much, but you know, all over Europe. Jeff's a millionaire, Peter. He drives a BMW. <laughs> hey, hey, I got that bling bling. Diamonds on my BMW. Never been a scrub. <laughs> what the hell are you singing? Riff Raff, dude. I have Riff no Raff. idea what the fuck that is. We've played the same venue as Riff Raff. We've I've, played the same I've, venue as Metallica, and that's a lot cooler than whatever you just said. Hey, Riff Raff <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Maybe we flew over Serbia on our way to the Middle East that one time to Bahrain. To Bahrain? <laughs> You're close. I had a friend like that, that had a lot of, uh, well, you know, he, he kind of... Um, he was ordering a lot of Ken Lawrence guitars. Uh, and he had a lot of them. I don't know how many. You know, there's just a lot of people out there that, you know, order like tw- 10 guitars or 20, you know. At a time uh, from him? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. Holy that shit. And you order it like they ordered it like 10 years ago when, you know, <laughs> he's still making sure you know, those as orders. But um Back when AOL was still a thing. Yeah, I had a friend that, that he was living like he was. Uh, he's a US guy. He was he was insane about the gear. He he even bought stuff I think directly from Bob Rock, like stuff that was used on Black Album recordings, like like mixers or whatever, like stuff from the studio. Like he got chairs. I don't know why he got chairs, but he got like these, you know, these things and some um, serious and money. Was, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he was a US guy, but. I think he was in the oil business or something like that because he was living in Saudi Arabia and um, or somewhere there, uh, traveling and wor- living there, older guy. Um, they had like insane amount of gear. Like, and he had a tribute band. I, I mean, that, that was, I was going to kind of, you know, uh, because the, that tribute band also was playing Metallica, obviously, and stuff. So it was, it was uh, they were earning some bucks for that as well. I remember talking about oh Yeah, so... Jeff, I you think you, uh, Jeff, I think you need a chair from the Black Album Sessions in your <laughs> studio for in Podcast for All. See, 
That could be comfortable. It'd look good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. As long as it says <laughs> Rockhead on the back. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, you got anything else? Man, I don't know. I'm still trying to think about that guitar. I've been looking at the picture of the inlay here for about the last. I know I've five been staring minutes. at this Google image of Carl for this whole entire conversation. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy to think you know just how it all came together. And man, I am amazed. Good work. Good work. Glad you like it, guys. For me, it's 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 you know just just uh, you know it was just an emotional experience in the end. That's how I felt about it more than anything and that's that's basically it it changed my life in a weird way as well not in like in a good oh, way I though got, <laughs> i got more gigs or no, no not like that because nothing nothing happened after that in terms of that i just continued working with ken on different guitars and that's it awesome. there was no like you know but for me it was a, a you know personally emotional experience in, in a different way right awesome so i'm that that that's in a way that you probably never thought you'd have that kind of connection with metallica or james you yeah, know or, especially or, in the or, 90s when you're getting into them or ken or with myself like. exactly <laughs> very well said peter i could have said that better myself <laughs> that, was, that was the worst part connecting with myself so yeah worse than the best part <laughs> once again everyone mr peter milioviuch Thank you guys, and uh, thanks for inviting me. And uh, yeah, let me know if, if you kind of have these chats and talks, then I can just listen to as well. Some fun ones. Absolutely, every Wednesday in podcast for all. We've we haven't missed a week for almost two years. Thanks so much, Peter. <laughs> Thank you guys. Have a pretty good evening there. It's named Carl, right? Named it Carl. Carl, say hi to Carl. Artists that we work with, if you give them too much direction, then it's not their art, in my opinion. You like an artist because you know what he does. Very into meaning and oh. drew a story, drew a story about what he thought would be fitting for this historical piece. It's multi-layered. Obviously, Cliff graced that garage. So here's the three of us, and this is Cliff. So Kirk, the Ripper, Hammett, who has the obvious sickle. That's Lars with his uh, lightning drumsticks. And that's me, just being big and ominous, I guess. <laughs> and that is <laughs> quiet and saying no, probably. I don't need lightning bolts or sickles. I, I just have shit. <laughs> And then this is Cliff, uh, you know, portrayed as Orion. The sun across the bay, there's the bridge. Us coming to join him in San Francisco, writing Master of Puppets. Uh, Cliff passing and still watching over us in the sky as the Orion constellation. This is the garage. This is, this is uh, supposed to represent the garage and, and the four of us going in there and kind of being in there forever in our minds. That's a pretty heavy story. <laughs> no doubt. But not only that, there's three, one, three, and then the two posts for the entrance. So three, one, three, two, 31, 32, Carlson Boulevard, which was another level that I was like, uh -huh. okay. Hand engraved. 
on the uh, Kennedy dollars. Our birth years are on here, and it's, and I can't, I don't have my glasses, but <laughs> there's four of us, and I know that one's Cliff, <laughs> right there. Wow. I think there's also another piece on the inside of here, which Whoa. is, yeah, again, the year we got together in Rope Master Puppets, so. Whoa. Yeah. I think it's